Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike. With me, Dylan Godino, editor-in-chief, LaughSpin.com. Hello and Merry Christmas, fella. Hello, Michael, and Merry Christmas to you, and Merry Christmas to all of our genteel listeners out there. How are you guys? Yeah, it is the holiday season. Uh, We are but a few days away from Christmas as we record this, and uh, New Year's is but a week away, and, uh, you know, we're kind of... Everybody's kind of uh, rounding off their year, getting ready for 2014, and, and, and uh, you know, all the top 10 lists are coming out, all the best and worst of the year. You're seeing it all over the interwebs, and uh, we're no stranger to that. We're going to be giving you today the best, the 10 best comedy albums of 2013, give you a little preview of each, and hopefully entice you to go out there and, uh, and pick them up. Maybe for some belated Christmas gifts, yeah. um, or for some, you know, random Scientologist, whatever Scientologists uh, uh, celebrate in like mid-January. That's like their version of Christmas, <laughs> whatever that is. I believe Scientologists celebrate Christmas. They do. I think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I try to stay away from them just because I don't want to know what goes on behind closed doors with them. You know what? If we have any, do we have any Scientologist listeners? If if so, tell us uh, tell us what you do uh, around this time. Do you spit on Christians or what? Do you, yeah. what what's the deal? And see, and tell us if you can read our thetan levels through our voices on yeah. the mics because that would be really interesting. I would love that. I would love that. Um, and uh, one of the I was actually just reading an article about uh, you know again everybody ranks uh, not only. This, the best of the year, but also the best of everything. That's all. That's all the internet is nowadays. And uh, one of the things I was reading was all the ten best um, holiday movies. And you, we were talking about. You were talking about Elf. You watch. He, I guess you watch Elf every year. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the ones I watch every year. Sure. What's your What are your staples? What are your go to? I um. Let's see. Uh, I, I my my go tos are. I don't watch. I like a Christmas story. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't watch it until Christmas Eve because they play it for 24 hours. So I save all my watching of that movie uh, for uh, for Christmas Eve on, what is it, TNT? They, TV, they, TBS. Is it t- yeah. TBS, yep. Um, so that one for sure. I love The Ref. I don't know that it's a, a Christmas movie per se. Oh, great one. But it is around Christmas and I love The Ref. I have not watched it yet. Um, so I need to do that. Uh, another one I watch is Scrooged. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Which which is great. And um, I know I'm listing like every Christmas movie, but uh, the the other one, and I'm not I'm not joking about this. But ever since I had kids, uh, I've I've been watching a lot of Curious George, and uh, PBS made a Curious George Christmas movie. It's not like the shitty like you know uh, theatrical curious george movies Mm -hmm. it's this is like strictly like a pbs production Mm -hmm. and uh i I, it's it's called a very monkey christmas and (laughs) 
I enjoy it. It makes me it makes me feel good to watch it. So those are the those are the movies I oh a Christmas Vacation of course I've watched I, I was gonna I've watched Christmas Vacation uh, like six times already. This, I was this gonna year. yell at you. I was gonna yell at you if you did not mention yeah. Christmas Vacation. That is no. uh, that is our. Mine and my brothers, that is our Christmas Eve uh, tradition. We watch Christmas Vacation. And the thing with that is, is that we are not allowed to watch it any other day of the year. We, were, we, <laughs> we uh, deliberately turn it off if it ever comes on. Uh, my brother actually one time during, uh, when he was in high school, uh, you know, the teachers get lazy right around, right around uh, Christmas break and they just sure. throw on movies. So they were going to throw on Christmas vacation in the one class. And, uh, he, he actually made the teacher turn it off. <laughs> he did. He actually made the teacher turn it off and put something else on <laughs> because he wasn't, he, he, he refused to watch it. And if it wasn't Christmas Eve, <laughs> um, yeah, that one. Uh, there now the other like specials, TV specials. Uh, the one that sticks out in my memory is uh, Muppet Family Christmas. Do you remember that one? I don't. I don't know that I ever ever watched. All that. right, do yourself a favor. Are you kids into the Muppets? Not really. They should be. First of all, I don't know what okay. the hell you're doing. God well, damn. I mean, one is only five, and the other one's two. Okay, so. but Muppets. I mean, it's the it's the Muppets for crying out loud. It's Sesame Street. It's all those guys. They're the in the Sesame yeah. Street. Oh, they love Sesame Street. So yeah. they're, okay, so they're into the Muppets. So Muppet Family Christmas is the entire Muppet family, uh, Sesame Street characters, Muppets, Fraggles, everybody, all goes to Fozzie's mom's house for, Chris- for Christmas. Yep. That sounds amazing. It was awesome. And you can watch the whole thing in its entirety on YouTube. Get out. Yeah, so find it. That is one of my favorites ever. It's just amazing. I love it. Um... And uh, yeah, Scrooge. You said uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie for me that I have always watch. And uh, yeah, and let's see what else. Uh, yeah, those are those are those are kind of the staples. Those are those are definitely the three that are my favorites. Um, but yeah, it's it is that season, and I just I've I kind I kind of dig it. I, th- this is the time that I love the best when I don't have to go to work and I can just kind of like hang and watch that shit, you know, like yeah. find that stuff to watch and listen to some cool music and yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, but what we're gonna get into is the uh, the comedy albums of 2013 and the best albums that are out there right now. This is an article that you can read on uh, lastman.com, of course, along with many other great articles on Lastman. Uh, Dylan wrote it about the. 10 best comedy albums that are out that were out this year. Um, do you want to uh, preface this with any, some of the kind of the honorable mentions and some of the things that maybe to note before we get into the actual list? Sure. Yeah, I could do that. Actually, before that, I wanted to mention the, uh, the live laugh spin podcast. What am I thinking? Of course. Uh, so if you are in or around the New York city metropolitan area, uh, on January 12th, it's a Sunday, it's a Sunday, but it's at 6 p.m., so it's nice and early. Uh, Sunday, January 12th at 6 p.m., Mike and I will be at Fontana's in New York City doing a live broadcast of the Laugh Spin podcast. Tickets are $10. We have, uh, as of this recording, we uh, confirmed one guest, Dave Hill, who is hilarious. If you don't follow him, follow him on Twitter at, at Mr. Dave Hill. He's an author. He's a comedian. He's a musician. 
Um, he's he's hilarious. And we're, we're firming up some other uh, guests as well. So stay tuned for that. If you go to brownpapertickets.com, all one word, brownpapertickets.com, and just type in Laugh Spin, you will find it. It's January 12th, 6 p.m. at Fontana's in New York City. Tickets are 10 bucks. Be there. Yeah. And I actually was just at Fontana's. I played a gig at Fontana's not too long ago. Oh, get out. Yeah. Um, my, my brother, uh, my brother's a musician and he uh, asked me to play with him. So we went to, uh, yeah, we went to Fontana's, played uh, downstairs, and uh, it's a nice place. Really, really That's nice. That's what I hear. Really nice. The uh, I, I'm assuming they're going to do the show in the back. Uh, not. It's a small space. It only holds like 65, 75 people. Oh, so maybe they'll be doing it downstairs then, where the, where the bands were at. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, uh, very cool place, and uh, it's uh, it's easy to get to as well. So um, yeah, come on out. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot. Get of fun. there. Yeah. So we'll buy we'll buy you beers. We, you could drink with Mike and I. We totally will. I totally will. Um. All right. So let's get to the let's get to the list here. Uh, let's do it. Uh, but again, do you you have any like honorable mentions you want to throw out there? Some of the some of so the yeah. I mean, know? every th- th- it was so difficult, and I'm not just saying it was really difficult to uh, to pick. There was like 150, 200 comedy albums out, and many of them were were good. So the ones I didn't put on the top ten, um, but albums that I really liked: um, Moshe Kasher, Pete Holmes, Patrice O'Neill, Sarah Silverman. It, hers was actually special. Anthony Jeselnik, Bill Cosby, I know. Oh, I didn't put Cosby on there. Tammy Pescatelli, Al Madrigal, Jeff Tate, Kathleen Madigan, and Jamie Kilstein. Those are kind of my unofficial uh, honorable mentions uh, before we get to the uh, the top ten. Yeah, and I, and, uh, I had the opportunity to listen to some of those, um, those albums, the ones that you just mentioned, um, to note uh, Bill Cosby's was bill cosby's was actually really good uh yeah yeah he's still he's <laughs> he's still the man it it's it, it it really funny though is like you listen to him and you can tell that he's getting a little up there in age because it gets it gets him a little longer to get to the point yeah <laughs> but that's just uh, but that's also his mo which is yeah which is yeah i mean he's been doing that yeah he's been doing that forever but it's like it seems like it's even more so nowadays i don't know if that's just the byproduct but the one the thing and and maybe this is unfair because i'm comparing it to i'm comparing bill cosby to bill cosby uh, uh but the only reason i was a little disappointed in it was that it was it seemed so it seemed so one-sided. It seemed so kind of like one note. I would say 85 to 90% of it was, um, I mean, you could sum it up in like, here is comedy about how marriage emasculates. Yeah, yeah. You're, no, you're right. You're right. That was a, and, that was a very long it, part of it. It's, it's funny. Yeah. It, it, it's super funny. And just listening to him tell stories and, and, and just his style, it's great. But I was just sort of bummed that there wasn't more on, you know, on uh, raising his kids and, right. and um, you know, other stuff. I was, uh, I was a little, um, not upset, but I, I, it was very noticeable that there was a, a good portion of it or some of the, some of the bigger laughs were visual too. Yeah. So, listen, yeah, so sure. listening to it, it was a little difficult to fully get the jokes sometimes you know what i mean yeah so um but anyway so let's get into the actual list here and number 10 
You have Mr. Tom Papa and his album Freaked Out. Yes, uh, that came out this past year. What are what are some of the what are some of the high points of this album that that you remember? I mean, the thing the thing about Tom Papa and uh, especially on this album is Tom is the type of guy who he works pretty much clean. He's pretty clean. Yeah. Um, and he he talks much like Brian Regan. He has the rare ability to tread very you know, tread upon ground as far mm. as themes go. What does he talk about? He talks about his kids. He talks about his marriage. He talks, he's very observational. But he's got the ability to do all that and bring a very unique perspective to very not unique themes. And there's an underlying, I feel like there's a, it's very subtle, but there's an underlying darkness <laughs> to his to his material which i which i really love and uh this album it just you know it it just it, it this is a very very good example of that uh so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play you a very little tease of it it may not even be a full joke you don't e- you won't even you don't even know if it's gonna be a full joke i may try cu- i may cut it off right at the punchline and you can be like wait a minute what happened you got to go out and buy it. This is this is what we're doing. We're enticing you to buy these things. So here's a little piece of Tom Papa's album, Freaked Out. Look, the world's always stressful. There's always problems. We all have our problems. We have problems. There's a lot of problems. But I'll take our problems over any in history. Really. I think we just didn't get everything we thought we were going to get. You know, it's like I wanted everything in the Pottery Barn catalog. I only got a couple pages. <laughs> really? Tell it to the people who lived through World War II. 14 million people dead, Hitler running around Europe. Yeah, but I can't download movies as fast as I want to. <laughs> Keeps rebuffering, I hate that. <laughs> I don't think I would have survived any other time in history. I really don't. I don't think I would have made it. Could you, Civil War, could you live through the Civil War? No way, the Civil War? Brother on brother stabbing each other in the guts? All before Band-Aids, by the way. <laughs> yeah, back then you got stabbed, you took wood chips and shoved them in your hole. You laid in a field, played a rusty flute, and waited for help. <laughs> is that you, Walt Whitman? There it is. There it is. That's all you get. A minute of Tom Papa's freaked out. <laughs> funny stuff, though. Funny stuff. And you know what's really funny as, as well is what you talked about. There's this, there's this underlying thing about Tom Papa where you don't know if he's a nice guy pretending to be a dick or a dick pretending to be a nice guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's interesting. I never thought of it like that. He's like, he's, it's this, it's this, what are you talking about? This darkness? Is that what you're talking about? You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, which one is he? Is he, <laughs> is, you know, what's the put on? It's good. It's, it's great. I, I, I dig that. I dig that personality. So that's Tom Papa and the uh, album's called Freaked Out. Go get it. Go get it. And oh, oh by the way, if you were like, I don't know where to get anything. Go to laughspin.com. Read this article. There's links where to buy every, each one of these albums on that on that article. So just go there. That's perfect. That's true. That's a very good point, Michael. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, number nine, Jimmy Pardo. The uh, Sprezzatura. Yeah. How? Do, yeah. What? What does that mean? Do you know what that? I means? don't know. I never asked him. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Well, <laughs> Jimmy Pardo. Uh, he's been the uh, the warm up guy for uh, for Conan. What forever? Ten years. 15 years? I mean, I don't think 10, but, uh, you know, he's maybe been there, five. He's been there for a while, man. Um, yeah. 
And uh, and what's what's the big thing about this album? I mean, the the, the clip we're about to play is a little bit of crowd work. And yeah, I'm not sure if that if that's like if that's the I haven't heard the whole album, so I'm not sure if that's the overlying theme or if this is just kind of a aside. Well, Jimmy, yeah, I mean, a lot of why I like this album is as I as I wrote in the in the piece, it's sort of like if if you had a friend or uh, just if you had a friend who didn't know anything about stand up comedy, like literally didn't know anything, like he was an alien. Yeah. Uh, I would say here, why don't you just take a listen to this and this will this will sort of give you a very good picture of what stand up comedy is. So this album, um, unlike most albums, there is a lot of there is a, there's a lot of crowd work. That's I mean, Jimmy's known for uh, his excellent crowd work. Um, but uh, that's not to say this album is not filled with, you know, well written jokes, uh, well delivered, you know. Uh, you know, pre-established material. It is. It's just that he has the ability to go into the crowd more more often successfully than than most other comics, and you know, he knows that that's a strength of his. And so, you know, a lot of a lot of comics that are are pretty good at at, at doing crowd work. They, if they're recording a DVD or an album, they will not do crowd work because. It's not something they want to capture. They want to capture the material. But the way Jimmy Pardo writes his material, it's sort of like he there's breathing room. And so if he does want to dip into the crowd, um, he's able to do it. And he's and he's great at doing it. So it's just a it's just a purely this is a, a fun, very funny album. Nice. Nice. All right. So here again, just a little piece of Jimmy Pardo's. Uh, how do you pronounce it again? Spezzatura. Uh, Sprezzatora, I guess. Sprezzatora. Okay, here it is. Where'd the wife go? Where'd she go? She went to the restroom? She's gonna be okay? She alright? What's your name, friend? Brad. I'm saying that right? Brad? Is that the wife, Brad? Young guy. You look young. What are you, 31? Are you really? You're right. You're right. Oh, thank God I'm up. I can take a sip of that soda. Oh, thank God I got that right, Brad. Here comes the wife here. What's your beautiful wife's name, Brad? Kristen. Kristen and Brad. Wait, what? Oh, Jessica. It was Jessica. Okay. Oh, oh, shutting it down. Again, you are not being held hostage. If you want to leave, go ahead and leave. Nobody is forcing you to stay here. In particular, me. In fact, I'm insisting you leave. There, there's no subtext. There's no reading between the lines. I'm out and out saying it. Take off. Everybody around you will thank you later. Um, how long- That's it. That's all I'm giving you. That's it. Just the That's tip. That's it. Just the tip. There it is. A little Jimmy Pardo <laughs> for you. Uh, and as you can see, yeah, a little little crowd work there. You know, Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy Pardo reminds me of that very uh, in- intellectual, funny, witty, and quick friend that you have. Uh, in 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 social situations and in, in in groups meeting new people for the for the first time and they can get away with saying almost insulting things to people right but, but yet have a kind of smile in the back of their face you know what I mean <laughs> they, right. just, they just have this like this they, you know nah, I'm I'm just kind of joshing you and then they and then it, everything's all fine you know it's 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 good it's good and that's uh uh that's just a taste of Jimmy Pardo's sprezzatura. Um, up next on your list, Jim Norton, please be offended. 
this uh, this is now also on Netflix, right? Yeah, just, yeah, just come out on is. Netflix and uh, and what else? I don't know. It's all over the place. The, the album is out itself as well. Yeah, yeah. the al- The album is out. See, Jimmy does. Uh, he's he's so prolific. What he's been doing is he'll he'll premiere a special like this premiered on Epics. Mm. Uh, I think in 20, uh, 2012. Right. But the album didn't come out until 2013. And then this year, he has a new special called American Degenerate, not to be confused with Please Be Offended, which came out in album form in 2013. In 2013, American Degenerate premiered on Epics as a special. And then next year, I would imagine American Degenerate will come out in album form. It's all very confusing. I've just gone cross-eyed. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But that's how he's been doing it. He's been overlapping. Like An album will come out the same year as a special, but that album will have already been a special the previous year. Yes. Anyway... The point is this. The album Please Be Offended by Jim Norton uh, came out in 2013 and it landed at number eight. It's just, I mean, you know, listen, if you're if you're into labels, um, you know, to me, he's 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 at the top of the of the cringe humor pack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got the ability to be uh, brutally honest, incredibly explicit um, and at the same time kind of show an extremely sensitive side of himself. And I think, um, you know, I think that's what engages um, his his fans. That's what engages me anyway. Like, he makes me feel better uh, about being, you know, uh, a, a, a horrible person. Because <laughs> um, you always think, wow, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, well, he just, or he'll say things where like, yeah, shit, I think about that all the time, but like, I can't yeah. say it because I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll get in trouble, but he's a comedian, so what the fuck does he care? So, right. um, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a really great example of, uh, you know, it is possible to, yes, be a total, you know, fi- totally filthy comic, uh, but still maintain some substance. It's not just, you know, curse words and, f- you know, fuck this and fuck that. Right, right. Yep. So here you go. Here's a little bit of Jim Norton. Please be offended. Um, and I don't know why we judge politicians on this stuff, because every one of them is at best a liar. That's the best. They'll, it's like choosing your favorite rapist. The best he will ever be is a rapist who doesn't mace her and hit her in the head with a brick. <laughs> The only politician I really, really hate, and I don't even want to hate him because it's too predictable a position for a comedian to take to hate the arch conservative, but Rick Santorum, I really, really detest as a person. Uh, and here's why I hate him. I'll explain why. Not just because he's conservative. I hate anyone who wants to legislate against gay marriage. It just annoys me because he wants to go after gay marriage, heavy metal. And it's like, come on, gay marriage and heavy metal, that covers the ears, the mouth, and the asshole. Any other holes you want to regulate, you fuck? <laughs> I don't pray often, but when I do, it's that Rick Santorum is arrested for blowing somebody in a rest area. There you go. Little bit of Jim Norton. Please be offended. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly to your point, man. He's, he's brutally honest, a bit topical, and uh-huh. fucking just... 
drops the atom bomb when it comes to vulgarity as as much as humanly possible. I mean, just some incredibly it's it's some incredibly intelligent, creative and and mind-numbing filth. It's just great. <laughs> it's that's it's my it's my favorite. So there you go. Jim Norton, please be offended. Uh next on the list number 7, Lewis Black, Old Yeller, live at the Borgata. Lewis, uh, you know, he's he's Lewis Black. Shit. Who, I mean, if you don't know Lewis Black by now, I don't know where the hell you've been. I, you, you obviously have just ventured into this thing called stand-up comedy because uh, Lewis Black has been out there for, for years at this point. And uh, what is up with this latest album? So this this one I really, I really enjoyed, um, uh, you know, more than, you know, some of his previously, you know, his, his previous few albums. Um, I felt like he, I, I felt like he seemed, yes, there's still lots of yelling. It's very topical. You know, he's talking politics, he's talking, uh, you know, social issues, but I feel like there's like this, this, um, I feel like he's, he's having these kind of like Zen moments where he's not always, tr- you know, trying to find solutions. He's just, you know, putting it out there that there needs to be a solution and then maybe there are no solutions i, I don't know I, I feel like he's like he's like <laughs> at this at this zen place in his life um which sounds weird to say because if you listen to the album he's you know he he doesn't sound uh, on a superficial level he doesn't sound any different than than he than he usually does but i would agree um, but i would agree though that you hear you know if you are a fan of lewis's and you you've seen his you know his older shows and, and albums and so forth you do have a you, you do get a sense of maturation to yeah as a as a as a comic and you know let's face it man comedians are modern day philosophers and like you, sure. you, you 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 can tell when a comic is at it long enough and when they have gone through different uh iterations of themselves that 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 one where they really kind of really kind of put a foothold in who they are and 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 put out some of their best stuff is when they have that kind of that philosophizing state that zen like as you as you put it and this is that yeah. i think i think you're absolutely right and this is lewis is really hitting a, a a really awesome stride right now if he continues the way he's doing with this album uh agreed yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to throw that. No, out. no, that's it. Let's play it. All right, here you go. If you could invest in something, you might have thought of investing in a thing called Zynga. Zynga is a social gaming platform, and I just said those words, and I have no fucking idea what I said to you. But I know that it has to do with the consumer price index. Zynga created something that was, this is really when you've got someone who is a visionary beyond compare. Someone had the idea that uh, there'd be millions of people whose only dream it seemed to be would be to run an imaginary farm. (laughs) And they created Farmville, where people could buy imaginary fucking goats and chickens or seed and maybe store shit for the winter. They made a gazillion dollars off of it. I, all I can tell you is, is if I was a farmer and I found out what Zynga was up to, 
I would have gone there and killed everybody. <laughs> with a side. With there a side. you go. There's Lewis Black. <laughs> a little bit of old yeller. That's it's great. That's fucking genius, man. That is just some uh, some some great observational humor, but at the same time, exactly what you said. It's a nice social commentary, uh, yeah. and and a, and a bit of uh, you know a bit of a little politics thrown in as well. It's good. It's a it's a very good album. Lewis Black, Old Yeller. Pick it up, pick it up. Uh, number six on the list, Louis C.K.'s Oh My God. This um, this for me personally, this was my number one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I I remember watching. George Carlin's Jamming in New York mm-hmm. um, as a as a youngster and yeah, and love it. and watching it over and over and over again. I can still watch that even though all the all the references are dated. He talks about fucking the first Gulf War for Christ's sakes for half yep. of the show. I don't care. I absolutely love that special and this special uh not not 100% but it was the closest thing that made me feel I could watch this special that much over and over and it gave me that same feeling of I want to watch this again and again and I have it, it's I'm wearing it thin on my DVR at this point it's <laughs> it's 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 so good so you know the the clip we're gonna play here is 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 a is a, a very good uh, uh, example of how you know where his mind goes in some tw- sick and twisted and awesome directions and creative directions his uh his whole bit on of course but maybe mm-hmm. yeah probably one of the greatest things i've heard in at least 10 years um, i i mean it just it's wow. it's one of those things that you 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 always think about <laughs> but it's like when i saw toy story for the first time and i'm yeah. like fuck i had that idea when i was six you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff that you always think about but it never bubbles to the surface and and pen to paper you know what i mean and here he is doing it all for you it was just it was so cool i i, I loved it um and you know you you wrote a little bit about uh you know some of the some of the different ways that he uh uh changed stand up this year um, with some of the some of the different specials and how he released them and how he went about things, um, yeah. And uh, and here it is. Here's a here's a little clip. This is uh, Louis C.K. I mean, what am I capable of? <laughs> I'd like to think that I'm a nice person, but I don't know, man. A lot of it is context. There's a lot of things I wonder if the world was different. Like if murder was legal, I might have killed a few people. I don't know. I'd love to think, oh, I would never do that. But we really need the law against murder. For one simple reason. The law against murder is the number one thing preventing murder. We'd like to think it's because like, oh, I would never do that. No, it's because it really sucks getting caught murdering. A lot. If murder was legal, or just a misdemeanor, <laughs> like you get a thing in the mail, ah, oh, shit, they had a camera there. Well, uh... <laughs> if murder was legal, there would be so much murder. 
Regular people would murder. Murderers would murder even more. And then really nice, sweet people would murder a few people. But no- <laughs> there you go, Louis C.K. <laughs> Love it, man. Uh, what what else? Do you have anything? I kind of, I kind of. No, I think you, I think you, I think you did a good job. Thanks. I kind of took that one over. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Number five on the list, Doug Stanhope, another one of my favorites. This was another. This was uh, definitely up there as well for me. Uh, I, God damn it! You say you say the name. You you've said the name now correctly like six times, and I can't do I it. I believe I believe it's Beer Hall Pooch. Yeah, I think I think you're right. There you go. Uh, God damn it! I mean, we're talking about hitting your stride, talking about getting in the the you know being a philosopher, all the things that I've 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 already said. This is this is what Stanhope's album is all about. I, he. I, I think you mentioned too that this you you like this album of his the best. Yeah, I f- I feel like um, I feel like the last two the I feel like the his previous two albums I really I really enjoyed I really did mm. but I feel like especially the Oslo one I I felt was uh, a little lacking you know if you compare Stanhope albums to Stanhope albums. Um, last year's release was, I think, better than the than the Oslo album. But this one, uh, uh, you know, comparing to 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 his last three releases, this is, I think, by far the the best one. It's he's 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 tight. He's energetic. Uh, his ideas are sharp. It this 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 features, uh, you know, this now. If you're a huge comedy nerd, you know that he does this bit about how he basically assisted his mother's suicide. Mm. Uh, which is just, I think, will go down as as one of the the greatest, most memorable stand up bits of all time. So, oh, without a doubt, that's on this album. So it's just, it's just great. It's just, it's Stanhope at his best. You and you listen to that story, and you're like, oh my god, that is a that is an unbelievable story. Just the story itself. Forget making it funny. Just the yeah. story itself is fucking incredible. And then he adds some unbelievable unbelievably dark and rich and un, just fantastic comedy to it yeah and it's and it's a story for the ages you're absolutely right so here's a little clip from uh, doug stanhope's album anyone who has a cause in life where they put that much time and effort into trying to change something how do you pick one thing how do you how do you wake up in the morning and look at the billions of things that suck on this planet? You log into your Yahoo News and it's just countries you didn't even know were countries have problems you didn't even know existed. How do you pick one sliver of that and decide that's the one we have to print up t-shirts and have a car wash? <laughs> I would be so confused. I want to make change. I, how do you pick something if it hasn't affected you? Oh, juvenile diabetes? Well, I don't know, but I have lots of free time during the day. I guess I should... Oh, wait, spina bifida. And the guy's right here, and he's uncomfortable to look at. So maybe I'll go with this guy's cause. And clitoral circumcision in the third world? And that... I know that gives me a handy excuse for not finding it, but that's selfish, and I have to stop thinking about me. Maybe we should... And as soon as you focus on one thing, here comes Sarah McLaughlin on the TV with the skinny, sad pup. And the abused in the arms of an angel. I don't know why animals always seem to trump any human cause, but they do. And now you're telling me about fucking corrective rape, which is some weird thing in South Africa. You know, corrective rape is where they gang rape lesbians to try to cure them. And I want to, I'm behind. 
that just to bring attention to it because the term corrective rape is such a good comedy reference that I demand a bigger laugh when I mention corrective rape, but no one knows about it. There you go. There's a little, little bit. Uh, f- fucking phenomenal, man. Again, exactly what you said. Sharp. You you described it perfectly. Sharp. It's like he go he goes off on a tan. It's 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 like he goes off on a tangent. It's it sounds like it's stuff that's just coming off the top of his head. Yet it's you know the the asides and the the addendums that he puts on everything yeah. are so well crafted. That they're just, you know, it's it's very it's a very very good album and just cool to listen to. Just you know, I I would say above I would say of all of these on the list, that one is probably the best one to listen to and not necessarily you know because a lot of these I'll I'll listen to and then I'll go oh I really want to see the special to see what he did there or see what right right you know what that why that got such a big reaction was there something extra this is just. Nah, I, you can just listen to this one and get get the full full effect, you know. Yeah. So, and uh, and I know I want to reiterate. I know we're you know we're we're talking up these albums and we're giving you like a minute clip, and we're not we haven't even we haven't even screened the clips. I mean, obviously we've listened to the albums, but we're just playing you the beginning of of tracks. Yeah. Uh, so maybe some of you are like, what the hell are they talking about? That was so stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you, you have to listen to the whole track. You have to listen to the whole album. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're we're not doing it justice. We just want to tease you and uh, give you uh, just a little taste, a little taste, a little taste. And and not only that, you know, the clips that we're playing here are directly from this last spin article. I'm not playing the full clip, people. So you can actually yes. just go there, hear more, and then go, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I'm buying that. Oh, where's the link for it? Up oh, there, it is, right there. I'm buying it. Done. Number four on the list, Mark Marin, Thinky Pain, which is the cutest title of this top ten list. Uh, Isn't it? It's just adorable. It's adorable. It's only, you could only see, as we speak, you could only see it on Netflix, but in May it will be coming out in album form. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I really, I was actually at the taping of this. Um, oh, really? I was at the late, sh- yeah, I was at the late, he did two shows, I was at the late show. Um I think, if I were to guess, I think most of this was just, or the entire thing was the the early show, mm. um, because I don't, I don't, I think my show was was definitely different than this one. Um, but anyway, it's um, you know it's it's good, it's 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 great, it's it's Marin. This is uh, you know his oh god, what is this? This is his fifth album. This is his. It, this will be his fifth album. Um, and you know, he's, the thing about this is it reminds, you know, cause WTF is such a huge thing. His IFC show is going to be back on, on the air, uh, very soon. Um, and you tend to forget that I still think what he does best is stand up is what he does on stage. I was a huge Marin fan long before the podcast, long before the TV series, so all of that stuff to me that is just that's just extra mm. that's extra like i'm super glad that his career is is blowing up and he's able to do you know better venues and he's selling venues out but this just reminded me of how good marin is on on stage awesome here he is mark marin honestly though i, I like i didn't prepare that well because that's just the way i do it I don't like. I don't believe in preparing. I don't. I personally don't really like preparers. Um, 
they're annoying people generally. Like, you know, what, what's like, hey, I, I really prepared for this. Well, you're a coward. You know, why don't... <laughs> Where's your sense of adventure? How important is it that you... Like, you know, why set yourself up for that? You, you know what I mean? Everyone's this careerist culture, you know, this sort of like trajectory thing. You know, it's going to kill you. You're going to end up lonely at the end and not doing what you want to do. Don't prepare, man. Just load up. In my mind, if I don't prepare and I pull this off, I'm a fucking genius. I'm a genius. Right? And if I don't pull it off, I didn't prepare. If I would have set my mind to it, I would have nailed that shit. But no, I, I didn't prepare because I like to roll the dice, man. Feel alive. What's going to happen? I don't know. I might fail. All right, fuck them. That would be you. I can blame myself for that. There you go. A little clip from Mark Maron's Thinky Pain. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, Marin, uh, you, you, one of the things that you wrote here in the, in the article is that uh, you, you, you find him, dare you say, happy with his place in life. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a new Marin to see, new Mark Marin to see. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, and that, and that just sort of has, has changed because during this special, he's talking about his girlfriend and how, you know, well, his fiance actually, and how they were thinking about having a baby. And since that time, uh, they broke up. So, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see what the, uh, what the next special brings. Yeah, right. His next special is Fuck That Bitch. That's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number three on the list is Maria Bamford asking me about my new God. Maria Bamford, I was just, uh, you know, I was listening to uh, Jay Moore's podcast um, not too long ago, and he had Patton Oswalt on. Yeah. And they were talking about about Maria, and um, I forget which one of them said it, but I I, th- I thought a- an amazing description of Maria Bamford is Maria Bamford is one of the only comics that it is almost impossible to steal from. Yeah, and it's that was a, such an I, I thought that was such an uh, astute, just an amazing observation. I, again, I I, I want to give credit to one of them. I think it was Jay Moore uh, who said it, and it's, it's such a great way to describe Maria. She's kind of one of a kind and uh and this album i'm sure showcases that what what can you tell us about the new album i mean this is just you know i i say it in the in the write-up here i mean even though her profile you know each year she seems to get a little bit more you know popular she is still incredibly underrated she is and i'm not overselling it she is one of the best comics in the country right now maybe of all time uh, her point of view is is like you said, like no others. Her delivery is so unique. Um, you know, I think some people who come in contact with her material, I think they're quick to write off the fact they'll they'll kind of summarize her by saying, "Oh, she's she's like a goofy chick and she does voices," but like. She doesn't really do voices. She does. She just. She does act outs, and some of those act outs are, uh, you know, she does dialogue. Yeah. And um, it's it it just it's just another kind of layer of of what she does. Uh, she talks about religion. She talks about relationships. She talks about her parents. Um, she talks about you know 
like stupid mundane things. She talks about a lot of what, um, you know, other comics do hacky comics do, but you never, it's like, you never realize she's talking about, uh, such like silly mundane, simple things because it's filtered through this, her, her brain, which nobody has her brain. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. So you'll see what we're talking about. Here she is. Marie Bamford. I'm, uh, I am trying to be a good person like all of us, right? Uh, I, um, my sister uh, has become a life coach, and so I'm kind of trying to challenge her with my negative thoughts. Uh, hey, Marie, you got one for me? Uh, sure. Uh, a word on too old to be in show business. Hmm. Betty White, Dame Judy Dance, Joan Rivers, you're not old enough. Hit me. <laughs> Okay, fear I'll never be in a loving, committed relationship. Oof, I don't know. Pass, pass. I'll go back. I'll go back. <laughs> okay, fear of this scenario. You lose everything, including your mind, except the part of your mind that knows that you lost everything. <laughs> Somehow you end up in the Philippines, walking the streets of Manila, in a bunch of itchy, filthy sweater remnants plucking a one-string banjo. <laughs> No baggage. (laughs) Hitting bottom is a jumping off point. What a gift. (laughs) My mom is uh, very religious, and uh, I wish... Cut it off right there, Maria Bamford. Oh, my God. Blue balling us. Sorry. Sorry. Yep, no, Maria Bamford. Uh, and her her new album uh, her album out. Ask me about my new god. Number three on our top ten list of 2013. Number two is uh, a young man, and I do I do mean young because he's only 23, which yep. is impressive when you think about it. Uh, why? Because he's number two on our list. He's he's Mr. Bo Burnham, and his album What. Uh, Bo is. Uh, Poe is an anomaly, man. He He's, you want to say out of nowhere, I think so. I mean, YouTube stardom and, 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 uh, and, you know, now all of a sudden he's, uh, he's one of the top names out there that everybody knows. And his new album is what, uh, you got, you got, you got quite a bit to say about this one on the, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think he's operating on, uh, uh, on a, on a different level than most comedians. He's like you said, he's 23. He's been doing this. I mean, if you count his YouTube days, he's been doing this for like seven years. Um, and you know, part of, uh, the Bo Burnham narrative is he started posting videos on YouTube when he was 16. He was still in high school and, uh, comedy central snapped him up. And he started releasing albums. But as that was going on, I think there was a lot of detractors who were saying, well, that he's just a punky little, you know, uh, kid who's on YouTube. And, you know, he didn't pay his dues through like, you know, going on the road and all this other stuff. And he didn't pay his dues that way. Um, He blew up through through YouTube. And I think I mean, even with his last release, words, 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 I think he proved uh, he more than proved the fact that he could hang with uh, some of the best comics in the country. And this new show he did uh, called What, um, 
I mean, I think is, is even, it's even more kind of, it's more theatrical than his, than his last show. Um, so his main thing is music. He does musical comedy. Um, and I'm usually not a fan of musical comedy, but Mm. he does it well. He's, he's a smart guy. Um, he does politics. He does social commentary. Uh, he does religion, uh, a lot of religion. And um, he he does it well. This was a very technical show. It's a very theatrical performance. Um, this is one of the. I, I highly recommend you guys watch this the uh, video version of this. You could you could um, go to Bo's YouTube channel uh, and watch the entire thing for free on YouTube. It's on Netflix. Um, but I also do suggest you pick up the album, which is uh, what we're going to play. We're going to play a little bit uh, from the album version now. Yep. There you go. There's things I don't want to be misconstrued in my act that I feel often are. I don't want you leaving my show thinking that I think I know better than people or that I, I think I'm better than people in general. Um, okay, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, this is a song from the perspective of God. That's all I'm giving you. Oh, boom! Damn, I'm son! It. I'm dropping it. Dropping it damn, before it gets out of con- before it gets out of control in this shit. Oh man! Bo Burnham's album. What? You want to hear the rest of that song? Of course you do, man. Lastspin.com. Go to check out the article. It's number two on our list. Uh, number one, number one, number one. I feel like there should be a drum roll here. Should have one. Number one is Mr. Mike Birbiglia, my girlfriend's boyfriend. All right, sir, this is your article, your list. Why is this number one for you? I mean, listen, dude, Mike uh, Birbiglia has been uh, one of the best comedians out there for, for years. Uh, this dude, you know, when he when he started, he was... Um, you know, I don't want to say typical comic, but he was much more traditional, uh, set up, you know, premise, you know, set up premise, set up punchline, you know, that, that's how it went. And he kind of evolved over the years into an incredible storyteller. Years and years and years ago, I wrote a story about, um, uh, when he, when he put out an album full of stories and I basically said he's our generation's Bill Cosby. Whoa. Yeah, right? It's, I, I, I had balls saying something like that, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm on the edge. But, it, it, I mean, it's totally true. He is an amazing storyteller. And this album, um, not unlike his, his uh, previous Sleepwalk With Me, 
it's a it's one story it is one story with many smaller stories throughout and in those smaller stories are multiple jokes it's hmm. it's it's very it's a very dense and i mean dense in a, in a very good way it's a very dense packed satisfying hour of comedy um thematically it's all about you know it's it's a very universal theme it's it's about love and it's about relationships but it's all kind of filtered through mike's perspective on what marriage means to him and um you know and and it and it's 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 autobiographical it's it's just a very unique way to present stand-up comedy and that's why it's uh, you know that's why it's number one very nice so let us peel back a piece of that onion that we like to call mike berbiglia's my girlfriend's boyfriend here you go i've been going uh recently to a a women's exercise class i I, i've given up on having a traditional male physique and so now i'm going for strong independent woman and uh pretty well you know I'm not as good in the class as you might think sometimes I'll kind of skip whole sections of the more difficult exercises when the instructor isn't looking but then when she looks over I always have to strike a pose as though I've been doing what everybody else has been doing it reminds me of the Olympics you know how the gymnastics how the, they'll have those the, the girls will do those crazy flips and twirls and every once in a while and I'm, not, I'm not saying I root for this to happen but sometimes they'll fall and it's ugly because they're rolling around like I'm in a lot of trouble like I don't even They do the stick the landing pose. There you go. I'm giving you just a little snippet of our number one. There he is, Mike Mike Berbiglia, my girlfriend's boyfriend. And uh, yeah, it is out. You should get it. It is number one on our list. The Laugh's Bin Top 10 Comedy Albums of 2013. Uh, you got you got some comments. You 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 disagree wholeheartedly. You want to give your own personal note, top ten. Uh, go, why don't you just go to SoundCloud or Laughspin or wherever we're at? We're all over the place, iTunes, and tell us, hey, Dylan and Mike, you guys are full of shit. You forgot X, Y, and Z, <laughs> and we can be like, all right, cool, or we can say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, that is, uh, that is a solid list, sir. There are so many albums to choose from this year. And, uh, I think that was a very good representation of quite a lot of different subgenres of stand up comedy, um, as well as just a very good list overall. Um, yeah, thank you. How, how, uh, how long ago did you write this, by the way? Uh, this posted December 18th, I believe. Okay, so it's been a couple of days. It's been a couple of days. I will ask you this in kind of a post-mortem uh, uh, question here. Yeah. Has, is there After writing it and looking at it and reading it and hearing the top 10, is there anybody that you're like, Ugh, I wish I kind of, I, I wish I had an 11th one I could throw in there or something like that? Uh, oh God! Uh, what, number eleven. Can I? I would w- want to make number eleven a tie between like seven albums. Really? I mean, Pete. It killed me not to put Pete Holmes on there. It killed me not to put Jesselnick on there. 
uh, yeah. Madigan's album was incredible. Bill, Co- I mean, you know, I feel bad about the Bill Cosby thing. I think it's, you know, I, I'm not perfect. I'm a human. I think maybe I unfairly judged him because I'm comparing it to other Bill Cosby albums. But even Bill Cosby at his absolute worst is probably better than another comedian at his absolute best. I don't know. I just felt disappointed in, in the Cosby album. So I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't ring him in there. Yeah, I, it's it's always difficult. You're always gonna get uh, naysayers when it comes to top ten lists. You're always gonna think you forgot, you know, forgot somebody. It's it's a little nerve wracking, man. I don't understand why you do it to yourself. You should cut it out. I I should cut it out. <laughs> it gives you you have no idea. It it this gives me panic attacks every year. <laughs> well, it shouldn't. It's just the list, and it's just the internet. <laughs> but uh, it's it's great. It's. So, a good representation of some of the great comedy that's out there right now. We really are, I feel, you know, again, I don't want to wax poetic too much because I want to get out of here, but uh, we really are in a in a very uh, awesome time for comedy and a, a golden age, if you will. In, in, in a lot of respects, we get uh, some great comedians in a lot of different subgenres, like like I said, and uh, just, just awesome. You know, to, if you want to make a New Year's resolution... If you're listening to this and you're like, man, those are some great albums. I really should get some of those. If you want to make a nice 2014 New Year's resolution, get more into comedy. Go make do yourself a favor, grab more comedy albums, listen to them in the car, listen to them when you're working out. It's it's it, it's it's the greatest thing, man. It's there, there's so much good stuff out there nowadays, and uh, you know, plenty to go around, not just these ten. Uh, Dylan, thanks, man, for a great year. I've had a great time uh, doing the Lapsman podcast with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to 2014, starting with that uh, that live show. That's right. Yeah, it should be it should be good. I'm looking to tw- I'm looking forward to 2014 as well. Uh, remember, guys, go to brownpapertickets.com, type in Laughspin, and grab your tickets to the live Laughspin podcast. Mike and I will be there with comedian guests January 12th, 2014, at 6 p.m. at Fontana's. It's a very cool uh, performance space that Mike has actually performed in, and I have uh, heard very, very good things about it. So January 12th, 6 p.m. Sunday, $10 tickets at Brown Paper Tickets. Sweet. And uh, we'll see you next time right here on the Last Spin Podcast. See you guys. 